Hey guys, this is the Damage Control Podcast, and I'm Anthony Angelillo. And I'm Melinda Grimaldi. Are you ready for our next episode? Let's get down to business.
Let's get crack a lacking, baby. What episode are we on today, Anthony? 57. 57. 57. <laughs> so we're we're doing back to basics, guys, and we're gonna talk about marketing. So get ready for some good nuggets, some good takeaways, and uh, let's get let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. What's going on, guys? Anthony Angelillo, branch manager over here with the Tag Team, powered by Paramount Residential Mortgage Group, CEO, founder of Tag Team Nation Marketing Company, co-host of podcast, the award-winning Damage Control. I love saying that. It's been a while, man. Uh, and those of you that don't know what I do, I do lending and I do marketing. And this is, uh, this is how we have scaled our show. And um, we're doing very well. Top originator of the year. Hopefully, uh, 2021, we're also going to be in that game. Just one top originator in a magazine. Uh, it's usually published after the year. So that was for last year, uh, but just got into Mortgage Magazine. Uh, PureMG announced it. So that was, that was awesome. Just won, won uh, that award. Uh, so we're rocking it, man. We're moving here and uh, things are things are good, man. Things are good. Can't complain. So fancy with all your awards. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's good. Well, I go into your office. It's like all lined and perfect. <laughs> I have a collection. No, I'm just kidding. Well, actually, a little bit. I try. You know, we do what we can to um, to do good for the community and for the industry. Uh, my name is Melinda Grimaldi, real estate and title attorney for Grimaldi Law Firm and the Closers Title Insurance Company. And so excited for today's topic because sometimes we just get wrapped up in the next best thing, what's shiny and sparkly and what's the new thing. And we get yeah. caught up in that sometimes too, uh, you know, and, and seeing something new, a new app, a new this, a new that. But at the end of the day, there are some basic fundamentals that we just need to make sure we implement in our business to stay consistent, to keep leads coming in and to make money and help more people, right? Basically. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's funny because we, we, we talked about CRMs yesterday on the board um, and it's extreme. It's like surreal how long it's taken us and, and myself to build out my CRM. Um, and it's, it's difficult, but at the end of the day, it's being consistent. Right. And, and taking, uh, you know, baby steps and just yeah, decompressing every day and just saying, all right, this is the task for today. And then, you know, year goes by and you're like, wow, I, I covered a lot of ground, but it's, it's mentally, um, it could be mentally challenging because it's a big project. So, yeah, so that's, a the same thing. that's a big project and marketing to in and of itself, it's a division of your company. Even if you're just one agent with nobody else helping you, you are a company. You should have mm -hmm. your PA of course, but as uh, practically speaking, you have a company and that company has a sales department, a marketing department, uh, a systems and, and fun, you know, team training, breaking out of the, of the systems and the tools and all these different departments that are, a big company has that has probably heads of those departments, right? Oh. But you are wearing all the hats or most oh. of the hats until you start to outsource or grow your team, if you're going to grow a team. So what are you going to do to make sure your marketing is on point? The first and foremost, whatever you decide to do, whatever works for you, because not all agents are equal in terms of what works for them and their niche and their community and their spheres, right? But what what will is important for everybody, 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 is consistency. Period. In 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 everything, not just in not everything. Just marketing. But let's talk about 
marketing consistency. So what happens most of the time? I see this all the time. I see it in my own business. It's happened to me before. I try to avoid this as much as possible. But what happens? The roller coaster, the man. The roller coaster. <laughs> the roller coaster. So if you're not familiar with the entrepreneurial roller coaster, it's basically like, let's market, sell, market, sell, market, sell. Oh, I'm super busy with all my clients right now. I don't have to market sell time. I don't have no time to market sell. I'm just working, 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 working. Oh, oh shit. I have nothing in the pipeline. Let me market, sell, market, sell, market, sell, market, sell. Oh, and oh, I'm really busy now. So that I really don't like. You shouldn't like either. It feels very unstable when you're mm. in that on that roller coaster. Uh, it feels you feel insecure about your income, and I think that that then throws you off with everything else. Yeah, you start spiraling. You're you're just mentally, it's a it's a mine. You know what and it's something that you don't want. It's the same with prospecting with leads and anything you do, but consistency and in, in marketing is going to, it's going to kill you, man. It's going to kill you slowly. So we are in a very transitional period right now for my companies because we are hiring new team and we're readjusting a few things. So whenever that happens, it keeps me in the trenches more. And so what that means is it keeps me in the files versus trying to help um, promote my business and uh, market our services, right? So whenever that happens, I always end up seeing it reflect in our numbers. So I'm experiencing that right now. Um, we do our best through, because now I have a team that helps me to continue the marketing train, even when I'm in the trenches, but there's nothing that can replace my face in front of the camera at the events, speaking on social media. There's nothing that can replace that. So you need to find a way to carve out time to consistently show up. So let me ask you, um, today you're doing photos, all right. And obviously your consistency on that is going to be obviously what every three months you're going to start hitting up um, photos so that you have content for the next what, six months. So I'm going to likely be doing one in one way or another, one shoot a month, a small nice. shoot, just a, whether it may not always be a stage type of shoot. It might be at an event. I might take someone along with me uh, just to have some different so the, the layout's different, you know, but um, I realized I just got to put it in the books. Yesterday was a little bit of a crazy day. Um, Kathy on my team was like, maybe you should reschedule your pictures. I'm like, nope, I got to get my pictures in because I'm running out of things to post. And of course we do a lot of things on the fly, but a lot of the promo materials for events, a lot of my marketing team is like, I need more pictures. Like, you know, we're using and reusing and reusing and great pictures of me. Yeah. Yeah. So you're the brand. Everyone hear that you are the brand. So I need more pictures. So I, so since we're on the topic of pictures and the, you know, I use them in multiple different ways uh, and so should you, but you guys need to remember there's consistency in creating content. Mm. So you need that content. You need fresh content. You can't be posting the same things all the time. Now you don't have to hire a photographer for it. Although I will say there's a lot of very affordable photographers out there. And if you're not doing it by yourself to begin with, scheduling a, a photographer to once a month, once a quarter to just get a few in so that you have some material for when you can't get it done on your own. Um, if you can't get it done, if you're not, already, some people are very good at taking pictures themselves. Yeah. 
bastards whether whether they're <laughs> whether they're at events whether you're you know and if that's you perfect keep it up save it you don't have to post them all at once you could repurpose them um if if you're not sure if that's you you know be mindful when you're out taking pictures i personally even though i'm always stuck to my phone i try to be in the moment and everyone else is taking pictures so i don't want to be that person take one with mine too and then i kind of forget so having someone just come there and be designated to take pictures for my content for me is helpful um to get it done so having someone be there to take the pictures on your behalf basically whether it's at an event i'm gonna have this photographer either come with me to an event or come to my like today he's coming to my office i'm just gonna because we redid a few things in the office the new closing room so i'm just gonna get some new fresh shots here uh this time maybe i'll do some at a different location another time mm -hmm. Maybe I'll do it at an event, right? Depending on what's on the, what's already, I'm going to try to let it line up with what I'm already doing. Yeah. Right. Of course. So, so that's that. Um, it's part of your schedule. It's part of my schedule once a month today. I will book after we're done. I'm going to book the next one and that's how you get it in. So right there folks is consistency. She said one thing that I wrote down one shot a month. So that shot's probably going to have what 300 takes in that one shot for an yeah, hour. I'll, I'll probably get eight to 10 good, good shots from there that I'm going to be able to use. And now before I, before I start my shoot, I'm going to write down some ideas that I have of what I'd like to have. I'm going to take the photographer's input. And then I'm also going to say, what can I talk about? And then how can I take a picture that will reflect that? Mm, that's right? marketing 101. Oof. So so I, I talk about planning my day. I talk about structure a lot. I do. I talk about that naturally. Right. I, I, what I do my daily, my day-to-day -day routine. So I'm going to start, I'm going to make a list of the things that I do well and try to capture that in a photo so that I can share in a different way, how, you know, what I do. Right. So as a realtor, for example, you don't always have to be, yes, you want, you want content when you go to an inspection, when you go to uh, your listing an open house, like those are all opportunities where you could say, Hey, photographer, can you just pop over for half an hour and take snap a couple shots of me for my content, right? Not, not for the property itself or build a relationship with your real estate photographer that they, maybe they could snap some of you at when they're doing the property. So those are ways that you could like overlap and get a few things done at yeah. once. Um, but it's not just about the real estate, right? It's about you. Yeah. So what do you do that's good? What do you do that you enjoy that's going to showcase you? Because at the end of the day, we're going to tie, it ties into your branding. It ties into building something you have in common with your followers or with your clients that will give an opportunity for someone to reach out. So we joke about this all the time, Anthony and I, we always showcase our food. Why? Because we love to eat. <laughs> Sometimes too much that we don't even put it on social media. We text it to each other just because like, okay, I can't post our food There's pictures. too much, so too many stages on cooking something. <laughs> but, but why? You, 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 it's unbelievable. I'm, I know, Anthony, you have the same way. The amount of interaction we have with our followers on social media about food, people that won't interact with anything else, but with the food pictures, they'll interact. So it's, there's a reason for showcasing your personality in, if we're, if we're talking about social media and, to, and your personal brand, right? So it's gotta be relatable. All right. The reason why they're engaging is because everybody, I don't know anyone that dislikes food. Um, some people, not everyone's as obsessed without a doubt. 
without, <laughs> as I have a nice Clementine here and I'm just looking at it. Can't wait. But I, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's what you guys like, you know, what's relatable to your audience. Uh, and that's, that's really the, the, what we're, we're trying to go over. I mean, the consistency aspect is, is key though. I mean, the stuff I post is more inspiring and it, and it's, it's, it tries to motivate my audience, but I've noticed that ratings have gone down. So that's what we would go into monitoring. Uh, and so, you know, now it's time to pivot more fresh, maybe of me or of, you, you know, can what still be motivational, but you need to show your face. Yes. Yes. You could still put those same quotes. Like, you know what you should do? You should have the photographer come and like, take some pictures before you run. Oh, yeah, I thought of that. I, 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 it's crazy you're saying that yesterday i was running i'm like yeah the photographer should literally be with me right now it's, and like, good. it's good stuff it's fun yeah so you could do maybe some pictures before and then you start your run and then he could drive with the car take a few action shots whatever um and it's, it's a great opportunity to showcase what you do uh and talk you could talk about how running helps your mindset how running helps everything you know where there's so many ways why you like it you you push for you i think running and a lot of people i, I started to run a little bit like when i say a little bit once last week um i realized as i was running i'm like oh my god like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna feel good i'm gonna run and i'm gonna do really well and then it's it i was like and now i know why people are running because I think a few things like you, like I could do this. I'm going to keep going. I, I said, I was going to finish this. I'm going to finish it. Mm-hmm. And there's like a few, like it's, it's more of a mind oh, so challenge good. than a so physical. Good. If you can get it past, is. if you can get past that, like, I hate to run like idea. I, I did not I, in, in high school. I couldn't stand cross country and running and, and any of the, the practices I couldn't stand. I was like, Oh my God, this is torture. I never liked running, but yeah, it's, it's, it's mindset. But we digress. Yes, it's mindset. <laughs> we, we are digress. But the point is to give you examples of our personal lives, of what we, um, how we can get content from what we're already doing. Last Saturday, I took a, sh- a family shoot with my, with my whole family, with the kids. I'm going to be sharing some of that content, even though it was done for personal reasons, but it's a great opportunity to showcase who you are. So showcase who you are by what you do already, what you love. And of course, tie and, and showcase it during your work day, during, during your, you know, whatever you're already doing and not so uh, exact, like posy posy or picture and, of a house, and, and, but like and not, action. And not just about clear to closes and approvals and this list and that list. And I think more of my posts, honestly, I, I guarantee you more of my posts. The one I just posted with my friend and I got so many likes and that was us in, in running gear, all sweaty. And just, you know, literally after a run, it's relatable. You know what I mean? And so, uh, people like that, they want to see raw content. They want to see you. Yes, exactly. So, so being authentic, of course, and consistent um, are, are very important points. And then monitoring what you're doing. So the most important thing to monitor, there's a few ways you have things you have to monitor. You need, if you're spending money on any type of marketing, you better be making sure that that is being put to good use. I made those mistakes before. So that's why I always harp on this. Um, don't just think throwing money at marketing dollars is going to work because it usually doesn't uh, in that way that you think it's going to work. Uh, s- spending money on someone doing a newsletter once a month for you is a long game approach. 
it's not a short-term solution to um, market and get leads for your business. So why I say that, it's important to have a marketing campaign uh, that includes uh, newsletters, but it's actually the first thing that you should be working on because uh, a general newsletter to just check in with your people that are on your mailing list and in your sphere is really not a short-term game. It's a long game and we need long games, but you need short game first. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Without a doubt. I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more right now. Monitor and emails and, and drip campaigns. That's everything. And then your subscription base. Who are you, who are you sending this content to? You know, if, if you're blast emailing people, your marketing material that is irrelevant to what they really want to focus on, they're going to unsubscribe. Um, and it's, it, you really need to look at marketing as a whole. And what I mean by that is if somebody wants run-in material and they want to know about noon, what does noon do? That's for runners. It's, it's, it's like literally Pedialyte uh, or Gatorade on steroids, then you're marketing that. Okay. But I'm only going to market that to runners. I'm not going to send that to, to people that don't want to run. I'm going to be unsubscribed. So it's, it's key to see the monitoring and the progression of, of your content being posted. That's, that's all it is. That's why I love marketing so much is the data. Yeah. So, you know, if you are doing email campaigns, monitor what's being done, how many opens, which subject lines work, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You have to monitor those things, of course. They're, monitor if you're spending, hiring someone to do stuff for you, you need to be monitoring your spend if you're getting a return on your investment. Um, even monitoring, if you're like talking about social media posting, paying, taking the time to look to see which types of posts, what types of stories actually get engagement, actually gain attention mm-hmm. and, and, and assessing that. Right. So I always joke food, kids, and puppies are always like a great way to, to get <laughs> engagement. Right. People always can relate to one, one of those things, but, um, and it's true. I used to hide the fact that I was pregnant because I thought people didn't want to send me business if I was very pregnant. Really? But the funny, yeah, but the funny thing is, is that is that actually when I opened my doors about showcasing myself as a mom, and I don't do it that much, I, I, I trickle it in, um, it's actually allowed me to relate to people more, the other moms out there, and it, it's actually a pretty cool thing. So, it's, so I use it to my advantage rather than think of it as a, as a clutch, which I, before I was a mom or when I was pregnant, I used to be like, I can't show it. I can't show it. I have to like really hide it. You so know? you think, you think obviously insecurity issues with individuals marketing or taking photographs that they don't want to post. That's mindset too, man. That's something that if, if you don't think you should post it, that's probably why you should post it. Um, that's my philosophy. I, I, I think the data needs to be raw. Like the content needs to be you don't change yourself um, just because you think you're going to be criticized by others. Yeah. I I definitely think authenticity goes, everyone says that and it's hard to do it sometimes. 
You're afraid yeah. to be judged. You're afraid, you know, so that's all ties back into to my every topic we talk about on this show. In the end, we always say, well, that goes back to mindset. So mindset really is is crucial. And that and and you know, another really important tool right now in marketing is videos. And that's a huge mindset trigger for a lot of people. They don't like the way they sound. They don't like the way they look. They don't like the way, whatever. There's like so many layers to that, right? Um, but you just got to push yourself to be in front of the camera. I know it really is uncomfortable for a lot of you, um, but taking that uh, discomfort and getting used to it, I'm telling you, get used to the discomfort of it. And you'll start scaling. Eventually, you know, yeah. it'll be I mean, like that's... easy peasy, lemon squeezy, as my son says. How many, so, how many videos did you do on your first take? Like what was, what was your first take on videos? 18, 20, like how many times? Did it... um, you're, you're... Okay. So Mike's okay. I, I have a different, I don't really do a lot of takes because I really feel like the, the first, unless I stumble on my words, I won't usually retake it. Uh, but I'll tell you why I'm going to scroll back uh, my experience of feeling uncomfortable, like getting comfortable, feeling uncomfortable came from public speaking. So I would, from the very beginning, uh, unintentionally put myself in positions to, uh, feel uncomfortable. <laughs> First, I'm like, why do I do this to myself? But not, <laughs> I'm so glad that, you know, this is, goes back to, to law school, really actually, even, even in undergrad, when I used to do all these different types of public speaking organizations, model United Nations, I was on the trial team. I, um, in law school, I would in law school. So, so a little bit about law school is the professors will call on you randomly, but sometimes they will give you the opportunity to, uh, to raise your hand. And, and so I always said, let me raise my hand when they're asking for volunteers to answer when I feel comfortable talking about something, because then when they're, when they're trying to randomly pick somebody out, they'll be, I won't be that person because I'm, I'm always the one volunteering. So they're not going to call on me wow, when I'm not ready. So that was, that was my strategy. And also, you know, you have to feel comfortable talking about your craft. So let me put myself in front of my peers and, and feel comfortable. And then from there, um, you know, once I started, when I, once I became a lawyer, I always uh, put myself out there. And if someone says, do you want to speak on this? Yes. Do you want to do this? Yes. I was in BNI speaking once a week in front of 40 people. Yes. I did all that stuff. And I just got comfortable speaking in front of live people. And I think if you get comfortable speaking in front of live people, the camera is not as scary. Oh, cameras. It depends the situation. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, a movie set or something like that is going to be like, sure. Right. Crazy you're, as you're, hell. Ra you're raising the stakes yeah. in that scenario. Yeah. Right. But I'm talking about like a video for content or whatever. Like you could always re redo the take. So you don't have to be nervous versus live. You're on the fly. Um, yep. So I got good at speaking on the fly and something that not a lot of people know. I actually, when I was 18, did a beauty pageant that required me to speak Italian in a bathing suit on stage in front of hundreds of people. So wow. I, I always say to myself, if I can do that, I could do anything. So, and I said, I'll never do it again. I would never make, if I had a daughter, I wouldn't, that's not like something that I would re ever redo, but it was a good opportunity for me to really put myself out there in a way that, um, that I, I say, like, if I could freaking hell, if I could do that, holy man, like I could do anything. You know what you said <clears throat> that caught my attention is it, speaking about video marketing, know your craft. So if I'm a new agent, and I don't know my craft and I don't know what, you know, really too much about real estate at this point. What do I say? Right. 
And I guarantee you everyone's thinking that right now, but so go ahead. Go you ahead. could learn it. I was in law school, my first year of law school. I didn't know my craft that well, but you got to practice talking about your craft. Mm-hmm. And-, and what, what I would recommend too is, is whatever you're good at or whatever type of piece of marketing that, you know, inside and out, that's what you should make a video on. That's what you should be making a video on. Cause that that's what, you know, right? So if you're starting with that piece of content, you're going to start seeing, all right, I can flow with this. I, I can understand it. Let me study something else. The reason why I post what I post every single morning, it makes me read at least a good two, three pages of articles to try to get the content and see I'm absorbing that content, whether I like it or not. And the concept for me is I want to read and I want to know more, more, more uh, and inspire myself. It's part of the reason why I push that content out, but I don't know much about some of that content. Some, some stuff I know inside and out, uh, but see, I'm studying to understand that content that I'm pushing out. So that's, that's kind of what you're saying. Um, you know, especially with videos, you know, it's, it's difficult to do videos sometimes. Yeah. But you, you know what, you don't have to start with a huge production, you know, just getting a stand and a ring light and explaining something that maybe you just learned. You don't have to be an expert. You really just have to, but, but be able to articulate and educate others is how, you Mm -hmm. know, you've understood it. So by finding something, you know, or that you've learned, absorbing it, taking the time to understand it, and then regurgitating it in front of the camera saying, guys, so this is actually, what what is a four-point inspection? Um, I know it's for this or that, but I really wanted to dig deeper and to explain it to you because a lot of my clients don't understand it, whether that's true or not. Then you go in and explain it, right? And, and you give a, a, a very general way of explaining it. Don't get technical. Don't use big words. Don't try, you're trying to relate to people through these videos. So don't, it's not for you to be a show off about, oh, I know all these things and all these big words. You're explaining it to a lay person, right? So we're in the industry. We're doing videos for those not in the industry, right? To understand what it is, right? More than likely, unless you're trying to market to, you know, out of state rate agents or then there's a different angle. But if you're trying to market to a buyer or a seller, don't get over technical, keep it simple, explain the practical nature of why things are being done a certain way. Mm, and I like that. Keep it simple. And then you see yeah. by keeping it simple, you won't get worked up about how, how, like get nervous about it because it's simple. What I would suggest in that four point inspection is talk about possibly pros and cons. Like, like we were talking about on another episode, uh, you know, I guess you were purchasing that house and, and uh, there was a stain on the, the ceiling and the, the roof is brand spanking new. So I, I'd, I'd speak about that. That's raw content that people are concerned about. They don't want to know the technical aspect of what a four point is. They can Google that. Um, talk about why they're asking these questions and what the questions are related in terms of the, the finance and like four burner stove needs to be there, you know, for HUD um, or, you know, pool needs to be enclosed, um, you know, making sure that things are functional. Um, that's, that's strong content. That's content that I would push out. That, that's a very <laughs> good tip. Very, very good tip. Um, so you, the, the goal of video marketing pictures, whatever, any type of marketing is to make yourself approachable, right? Make yourself relatable and easy for someone to reach out, ask you a question, easy for you to contact, easy for you to find, right? So 
approachable. Approachable is super important. You, you know, you have to be careful not to, as a lawyer, I really had to make myself super approachable because most people don't like to reach out to lawyers, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and you can't technically reach out to them, right? I can't. If For I'm, legal if, advice. If I'm um, taught, doing it under my law firm, I cannot solicit clients. Yeah. Yeah. So that that changes the, the dynamics too. But um, at the end of the day, that direct-to-client marketing was never really a strong thing in, in the title world. So it wasn't a challenge for me because I'm really just marketing to referral sources. Yeah. Uh, but understanding your business and understanding where your business comes from and who you should be marketing to. For example, if you have a niche in divorced clients or probate clients, you know, you're not necessarily good. Like you can do a direct uh, post about how you helped a divorced family. But really what you should be doing is target marketing divorce attorneys to other people who, who specialize in helping divorced families through whatever transitions they're dealing with, right? So mm -hmm. whether it's a therapist that help with divorce, lawyers that help with divorce, uh, moving companies perhaps that you know, are moving one spouse out versus another, like just getting yourself out there. Here's what I specialize in. I know uh, services like yours are used in the process. I've added you to my referral network. If one of my clients is experiencing enhanced in that need, um, here's my information. Let's work together and refer to their clients. And that's a different type of marketing. And that's very strong. Yeah, very strong. So I'm reading right now uh, a really amazing book. Uh, that is actually could be for any business, but funny enough, it is uh, the, the person that is in the story. The character is a realtor. They have other characters too. It's called the, the, is that? the seven levels of communication. Yeah, funny enough, a lot of good agents that I work with that have a good amount of volume. They're like, I built my business on this after I shared yeah. it on social. So um it's basically using relationships to get referrals. So don't, referral marketing and networking amongst not direct clients, but referral sources is a critical point for you guys, for all of us in, our, in marketing our businesses. So yes, mm -hmm. direct to consumer, but don't forget about your referral sources because those leads are the best leads. They're warm and fuzzy for you already, right? But they don't they they come naturally. But if you intentionally spend some time on it, you're gonna take it so much farther and really, yeah. really, really do good for your business. And you're gonna be helping people. This book says if you want to get 50 referrals a year, you need to be giving a hundred referrals a year. Really. That's one of the numbers from the book, um, which is so important. So I, I built my business in connecting people from a very uh, early stage, unintentionally. And then intentionally, when I realized, oh, this is actually a, a strategy people use. I was just doing it to help people. <laughs> Uh, let me, let me, let me. Focus I got on a guy for that. Yeah, I, that's my line. I got a guy. I oh, and even if I don't, I'll find a guy, right? Because I know other people who's, who have guys, right? Or have girls that, that they, uh, other people who have a similar business model. So if I don't have one, I can call, <laughs> I can call those other people who have a similar model uh, and say, hey, do you have someone like this? So, so you're playing a resource. You're acting as a resource. resource. People, that's the best, that's the best type of selling right there be the resource. Uh, but don't just be the resource 
as a default when it, when someone asks you. Mm. The key is is being the resource proactively. How can I help you? What can I do to help you? I was just training um, a group of individuals at KW, and and I said, guys, when you're calling on leads, don't start pitching them. Act as a resource. Give them something of value, and then they're going to give obviously a reciprocation back. Um, but it's 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 you playing the resource game. What can I do to offer you something? You know, who do I who do I know? I know plenty of top listing agents that I can take this lead to and send it to X Y Z. Why are you going to do that, Anthony? Well, you, you know, obviously think about me when you, you know, cross that bridge in financing. So it's a good game. It's a good game. But but <clears throat> to to include it in your marketing strategy, you have to be intentional about it, right? So um, I I I'm not really learning anything new in this book, but it's a, a good time for me to go back to basics as to what always worked, what is mostly free, and you could just build, help other people, whether it's the person you're referring, you're helping both people, right? Yeah. Yesterday, I had a realtor friend of mine. She's like, I need a cleaning lady. She's posting about it on social media. I just hired a cleaning lady, a cleaning team two weeks, uh, two months ago. Amazing, referred to me by somebody else. And now I was able to give this business a client and help my friend find someone that's trusted that actually cleans properly and yada, 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 right? Nice. So I just made two people super happy. And so that's, that's and and they'll think of me next time around, right? When the time comes. Um, so if we, you, we hope. <laughs> we hope, right? But at the end of the day, right? That's why you do a hundred to get fit, like, you don't do it to get, but you do, right? So but if you're doing it intentionally, you know there's a system, there's a there's a system to this madness. And um, sometimes going back to basics, that's why I'm bringing it up today, this book, because it's for me, it's really going back to basics is focusing on the referral network of people that have supported my business. And sometimes looking and say, I haven't spoken to these people in so long. It's been a while. Let me reach out and check in and kind of bring fuel back to that relationship. Right. So, um, it's, it's a super important thing. So before you guys really start spending a lot of money on paid marketing strategies, make sure you're actively pursuing the free tools you have. I, I don't, I don't think anyone should be in this group right now or listening or watching on Instagram or Facebook paying for anything. I mean, this device right here, you should have at least 100, 200, 2,000. I've got 15,000 contacts because I started storing data since 1996, knowing in my mind that, look, I, I know we're going to be able to extract this data eventually. And I called buyers and, and real estate agents, and, and that's how I started my CRM. But that's, that's marketing right there. You know. Speaking of contact information. I want you guys all to think about all the people you know on social media that you don't have their contact information for. Think about that for a second. All social the people they know on social media that they don't have what? Email, phone number? Email, phone number, any? whatever. It uh, happens to me too. If you think about it, how many people like, oh, I, I want to message this. Oh no, I got to go in the DM on Instagram because I don't even have their contact. So when you're thinking about your followers, yes, it's important, but you do not own your account on that platform. It is not yours. It can be hacked. It can be taken away. That site can shut down, likely, unlikely, but, right, but, but it can happen. So the idea is you want to extract your virtual relationships 
from your marketing social media platforms and bring them into real life. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to do that? How do you do that, Anthony? There's applications that we use. Um, we can send them after. Uh, I think that's awesome. And I'll put a note on it. But how I do it is, honest to God, this is kind of OCD. Every single phone call that I receive from a client, I store their information. I've made it a habit to just breathe. And there's some days that I'm like walking my dog or I'm just, you know, I'm out enjoying the sun. I'm like, dude, I do not want to store this person's information. And I, I store it and I, I literally store that information. So I know that I have that information to solicit and market. Um, the other thing is, is there's tools and resources now that are extracting information. Virtual assistants are doing this. Uh, you know, you can take all of the content from every single person on Instagram and Facebook uh, and import that data into your CRM. Um, so we're doing that. We have right now roughly about 32,000 contacts in our CRM that we've, we've extracted that information out. So the reason is, is, you know, it's, it's marketing will become a data game. You know, eventually I would say in the next five, 10 years, you know, who has the most data is going to really win. Um, and, and that's why these big companies like Amazon and, and Zillow are, are rocking it. It's a data game. They're absorbing that data. The easiest way for you guys, honest to God, is, is one step at a time. You know, any client you speak to, you should be getting that information. And if you're saying, I don't want to enter the data, this is a pain in the ass, dude, you got to think long-term. You know, that client is probably going to have five or six, seven other clients long-term and that you can, you know, your marketing material can hit them up and say, happy birthday, happy ice cream, national ice cream day, whatever the case is. We just did that, right? Yeah. So listen, guys. Uh, yes, of course, people who are already reaching out to you, save them, but you need to take the time to also extract the information from your DMs. If you're, if you're having a relationship, how can you turn this person into a referral source, someone part of your sphere? The, you know what the best way I've seen, I, I've um, done this, I've experienced it, is to invite them to something. Why, and, ha- and have them subscribe? No, invite them to something in real life never mind subscribing yes of course uh that's ideal but um inviting someone to an event to a lunch for coffee to um i, I like got, to invite I to got a- three tickets tonight whoever wants yes to, to so women's do I. council who, we have who women. If you want to uh, uh, <laughs> listing luxury, we have an event tonight. So hit, you know, hit us up okay. right now, you ladies, uh, you guys, guys and ladies, hit us, hit us up right now. We have three tickets, six tickets. So, but the point of what I'm saying is extracting people from the virtual world to in person. A great way is if you're already going to an event that you know someone would like to join, would like, would be into because of whatever you connected with them on invite them to join you. Hey, I'm going to this event. I thought you would be interested. Here's the information. Let me know if you can make it. Whether they come or not doesn't matter, but you're starting to build a rapport. This this isn't really off topic, but it's still marketing. The the open house that we're we're sponsoring, um, the funnel that we're creating for the open house will be able to give back to the potential borrower buying that listing, obviously, which is an appraisal uh, validation up to $500. Uh, so the data that we absorb, which is the person making that con, uh, you know, 
connection on, in our platform is a buyer leads. That's, that's a source of marketing. Now we can market out to those individuals, whether they buy the house or not. Uh, so it's similar to what Zillow does, but that's a good, that's a good thing. You know, an event, having a call to action and extracting information that way. We did that at uh, last year's. Yeah, but event. it doesn't even have to be your event. That's what I want to tell you. Like, yes, Anthony, and I throw our own events. I mean, we're, everyone's getting back to in-person events, but it could be a Zoom conference. It could be some, you know, a, a networking event that's virtual in person. Think about what you see. If it's something that interests you that you're attending, say, hey, I'm going here. Would you like to join me? Or if it's a friend, I, you know, my friend is throwing this. I'd love to share it with you. I think you'll be interested. Let me know if you can make it. Even if you don't, like the idea is you want to go and meet the person, but creating value, yeah. right? And, and a way to share. These things are free. Let's not overcomplicate things. Building relationships is the key to growing your, your business. Um, and having that person see you, hear you on social media is great. But then what are you going to do about it? What's the next step? What are you going to do with all that data? What are you going to do <laughs> with that person's attention? Yeah. They have, you have their attention in some form or fashion because they followed you. They're engaging somewhat in DMs or comments or likes. So think about it. Thanks for, you know, liking my posts. Here's some information. I, I, here's an event or here's this, or I see you like this. Check out this recipe. I see you like to cook too. Um, you're cooking chicken. I like this chicken recipe. Try it out. I think honest to God, a lot of people in general, not necessarily real estate agents or lenders, they're not asking for referrals or asking for the business. They're, they're soliciting and they keep soliciting, but there's no time to physically say, hey, is there anybody that you know that might be you know, in need of a house? Um, there's nothing wrong with asking. There's an appropriate time to ask, and that's a call to action. But you should be asking. The highlight, just so everyone knows, is the approval and the contract. It's not the clear to close. It's it's the contract. The clear to close, they're they're mentally drained. It's and that's smooth process or not a smooth process. It's just taxing on individuals. For us, we're we're jaded in this business. We we deal with it every day. That approval, that's when you should be asking for referrals. You know, and that marketing content should be going out too. And reviews. So that takes us to, we have a few mm. minutes left. I want to talk about reviews from previous clients, testimonials, or professionals that you work with. It's such, it's social proof that you're good at what you do. So find a way to do that. Now, um, we, we helped some agents uh, with uh, the, the ice cream truck event this, this weekend, right? A great opportunity at that event is to actually have the testimonial done at that moment to be entered into a drawing of some sort. I think that's a great tool for these client appreciation events. If they haven't already given you a review, it could be done with a photo. It could be done with a video. It could be done, just write it out here on paper and then we'll place it here's the, or here's the Google link, right? So there's so many different ways you can do it. Whatever way you do it, find a way to, if they're coming to your appreciation event, that means they appreciate you too right? So you could use it as an opportunity to build your reviews because reviews are where it's at, people. Reviews are everything. It's validation. We, we like to post pictures and things of our own, but how about the clients posting Unplugged. the picture, the clients posting the picture on their page because not everybody knows you're their realtor. They're going to tag you, right? 
It's a good idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's why yeah. I love it. I love when agents post and tag us, right? We do it too when we tag them and give give the agents credit for leading the show, of course. But even better, whether we're in the picture or not, tag us because that is our social proof, right? And then your network gets to see. So, so um, I love that, of course. I appreciate that when, when it's done. But think about it for you too. For you, you want the, the client to post a picture because the client's going to tag you. And then who's going to see that tag? Who's going to see that All post? Who's going to see that happy buyer from that realtor, the happy seller from that realtor is all their sphere. Then you tag, you post, you comment. And that's a whole other strategy of, um, of that referral network, right? Because that's, every- That's a whole nother show. That's a whole other show. But reviews are crucial. However they're done, however, they're, whether it's a shout out, whether it's a testimonial, whether it's a video uh, or an email, you know, you could always repurpose and use it in different platforms. Um, and it's it's definitely the social proof that people want to see nowadays. Um, Here, here's 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 an idea. Given a what, what's what's a holiday coming around? Is there any holidays? Am I losing my mind? We're in July. Labor Day is the next formal holiday. Here, here, here's back, uh, back, to, back to school is coming up. It's an opportunity to reach that's out. That's a great opportunity. So those of the those of the clients that have kids, maybe you know, giving them a gift certificate to um, Office Depot, get some school supplies on me. Do me a favor, take this piece of content, post it on your wall. Um, do me a favor and, and and ask for business. We closed a deal on X Y Z. I mean that that's that's a good idea. That's that's marked in right there. Yep. So good. It's so good. Um. I mean, it really is the way to spread the roots because the social presence that we have and like, you know, just think of it with this pandemic that we had. Think about if someone gets it, then I get it, then I can give it to somebody else and think of how things spread. That's the negative stuff, right? But the positive stuff spreads that way too. So, you know, I introduce someone to Anthony. Now Anthony's helping them and then they get somebody else. And like, you know, you see, it, it's, it's a perfect example of how we've overlapped networks and, and grown our, our networks together. Find other people like that. Find agents around the country. Find other professionals locally that are interacting with people that would be your ideal client and give them some attention. Yeah, around the country too is is great. We're starting to do that in Texas and, and, and Colorado and not just because the leads, because you know the cross pollination of of agents uh, migrate into to Florida and vice versa, and and leads obviously as well. So that's that's key, man. Good stuff. So I Good know we stuff. jumped we jumped around today in a yeah. little nuggets, but we wanted to give you some of our key back to basic things that we used. And uh, definitely, if you haven't read the Seven Levels of Communication, the author. Um, you could, I, I'm listening to it. It's an easy read, but I, I uh, would suggest picking up the book as well. It's from, from Michael J. Mayer and uh, it's an excellent book for real estate agents. And maybe we'll do a show about it and go into mm. a little bit deeper. So let us know if you're into that. And other than that, guys, it's a free show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share and give us a testimonial, share it with your colleague, <laughs> share it with your colleagues in the industry 
that are looking to grow their business. And uh, we have some great guests lined up for the rest of the year, some great content lined up for the rest of the year. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll be streaming soon as well on all the platforms. So we hope to see you guys somewhere on all these different uh, shows, streams, social media stuff, right? We love it. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right, take care.